0: land for every Christian who believes in Jesus. Amen. And if you're not a Christian, just ask Jesus into your heart, and let your soul always drink of the waters of ecstasy from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, on earth as it is in heaven, perfect ecstasy, perfect paradise for every soul in the world. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. How many of y'all know it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood? exceedingly beautiful there's a couple babies in the Bible that God said were exceedingly beautiful Moses was one of them (laughs) and the baby was exceedingly beautiful but God sees the spirit so he saw the spirit of Moses didn't he he's like oh buddy here we go (laughs) you know what Moses turned out to be Wow perhaps the greatest apostle of all time hallelujah 120 he was so perfectly inwardly refined that he had stopped aging do you know that moses overcame death because the word was made flesh he had known jesus face to face for what 50 70 80 years or something 80 years 40 years in the wilderness training in the apostolic And then Exodus and 40 years in the wilderness enforcing the apostolic. Yeah, and he wasn't perfect. We all know that. We're quick to point that out because we're a bunch of Pharisees. But he's one of the closest men ever to live to perfection. And that's the truth. Hallelujah. God was emphasizing waterfalls to me during that ecstatic soaking time. If you're tuning in for the first time or you're wondering what's going on, this is Joel's Bar, Drunken Glory Broadcast. have been broadcasting the wine of the third heaven for 11 years. We do it every day to intoxicate the nations with the third heaven, with the glory of the Lord. You're created to live in the glory of God. You're created to live in the third heaven. The second heaven is what you've been living in. Every human being has encountered the second heavens from birth. That's how you're born of flesh. Born of flesh is born of second heaven. Born again is born of spirit, born of third heaven. So you must be born again. You've been born of flesh. Now it's time to be born of spirit and water. So you can be of the third heaven from above and not second heaven from below. Amen? So you can live in the river of life. And it's the only life worth living, let me tell you guys. The only reason I broadcast this, well, it's my destiny scroll, that's the only reason, but it's so that you would know what's available, that you can live 24-7 in ecstasy like I do for like 11 years continuously, feeling the presence of God like ecstasy, like 10,000 watts of electricity searching through my flesh. It's called the presence of the Lord. The issue is, is we've limited how much presence that we think we can experience. And there's a measure of presence and power in buildings made by human hands and and in church and in the charism... I mean, uh, listen, I love everyone perfectly. You're not going to find someone that loves Christians more than me. That's why we do this, against all odds. I'm telling you, the reason why we do this is so the Christians can have a greater presence of God, to have a greater and more freer, abundant life. We've been living honestly in complacent satisfaction... Even if we've had the gifts of the Spirit, even if we've had prophecy, even if we've had a taste of revival, it's nothing compared to the promised land of living in the Garden of Eden where we're going. You get a taste for it every day. Every day the glory increases, which is you experiencing a little more of the life of Christ. None of us have lived the full life of Christ. Christ lives a perfect, death-free, sickness-free, poverty-free, envy-strife-free, demon-free life. The life of Christ, the Zoe life, the, the river of life. None of us have fully experienced it yet. I mean, if we're honest with ourselves, nothing even close. I've been in ecstasy continuously for 11 years, and I feel like I'm a baby still in all of this. So it's just funny when people come around and they're not even drunk continuously for years on end and they think they know stuff. You don't know anything. You're a total Pharisee. And I say that in love because it's true. The truth will set you free. We've been, I'm not insulting people when I'm attacking the demons that are keeping you from ecstasy. It is righteousness that's as bold as a lion that will actually begin to attack the demons that are robbing you in your own spirit life. And people are so bound up to lies, they think they are being attacked when only the demons are being attacked. If you let your demons go, which is your idols, your fears, you're going to have heaven on earth perfectly. Our issue is we're so deceived we don't even know how demonized we are. How locked in the natural realm we are. How how cursed we are. We think we're blessed. And it's cool. I mean, being blessed is cool. But how blessed do you want to get? Do you want to get blessed to the level of Moses? The level of Elijah? We've really fallen short of what's available. And so our job as the Order of Melchizedek, which is the standard of Christianity, the third heaven ministry of the very altar of our Heavenly Father, is to show you how much more there is than just Charismatic Church, Southern Baptist Church, Lutheran Catholic Church, mosque, Buddha, whatever, religion, new age, everything that's in the world, hedonism, lust, the pleasures of sexual morality, the pleasures of drugs and alcohol, the pleasures of revelry, and and to expose all of that as garbage. Literally, just everything that's in the world as garbage. All rebellion in the world, all religion that's in the world as total nonsense. It's just flesh. It's just man's ideas to actually experience the true and living God for yourselves in a real experience that will transform your soul and get your soul addicted to the river because you're created to live addicted. You'll be addicted to something else. Most people are addicted to working and making money. Most people are addicted to idols. If you're not addicted to Christ, it's idolatry. 100% of the time, they're addicted to their brain and serving the thoughts and ideas in their own flesh. You know, we're like, don't serve the flesh. And then every single Christian serves the flesh, which is the brain. It's not talking about your arm. It's not talking about your legs. It's talking about your brain. The flesh counts for nothing. We count it for something because we're so deceived. And how you realize how deceived you are, which is called the forgiveness of sins, is taking your deceived, Satan-filled souls, full of idolatry and the mark of the beast, me too, because to, I've done this stuff. There's not a single thing I preach to you that I don't want myself. There's no hypocrisy here. Everything I say every day, I've walked in for years before I even disciple others in. And so I bring my total hypocrisy-filled soul of Satan and his angels to the river and get washed in the river every day. And he never get out of the river because there's no life out of the river. There's no life in self. There's no life in your opinions or ideas or interpretations of Scripture. Your interpre- interpretation of scripture is demonic. The river's interpretation of scripture is life-giving. It breathes life. It's revelatory. It'll raise the dead. It'll energize your inner men to gel and solidify like pudding. And your brain will realize it and start eating dessert every day. It's dessert because it's bliss, it's ecstasy, it's rapture. It's more pleasurable than all the rebellion of, of all hedonism of all time. Literally, you've you got to understand and get a taste for it today. Where we're going in the promised land and drinking the, the new wine of the promised land is more pleasurable than anything in the world. Because religion denies pleasure, and then you have secret sin. Have you noticed that? Like, every hypocrite in the whole world Oh, no, it's perfect. That's the biggest lie in the whole world. Christ in you is perfect. Eat him like dessert. He is your dessert. Oh, my God. He is your ecstasy. He is life himself. He is the energy that makes you feel good. If you're not feeling good, you're going to feel bad, and you're going to make everyone around you feel bad. You're going to be nasty. You're going to be looking like you got bit by snakes. Wilderness Christians are nasty. Isn't that the truth? Wilderness... You know what? The only thing worse than a wilderness Christian is a wilderness prophet. Nasty. They will kill you. They will prophesy over you death and doom and gloom and destruction and nasty stuff and bitterness because they've been bit more than anyone. Wilderness prophets are the worst people in the world. It's true. We need all the prophets in the wilderness to come into the promised land because they're nasty. They've been bitten by so many snakes. They're so angry, they're so mean, they're so nasty. And the Christians are following all these leaders in the wilderness. And it's like, can I have a drink? Can I have a drink, please? No drinking allowed in the wilderness. We're in the dry place suffering for Jesus because we want to look holy. You know, that's how it is. That's man's nature. So that people could see your suffering and pretend like they're holy in the flesh. Look at me down here in the dirt, beating myself up, following the false prophet, never even drinking anything. There's no wine, there's no oil, there's no life, there's no refreshment, and I'm doing it all for Jesus. Sadly, there's no rewards in that whatsoever. You're serving the devil. The devil is religious. Jesus is not. Jesus lives in the Promised Land. Satan lives in the wilderness. That's true. That's why we encounter so much crap. Listen, if I didn't serve the bride, I'd have a perfect life. I've been yoked to the bride for 13 years of full-time ministry. All the warfare I've ever incurred in my entire ministry is because of serving others more highly than myself. None of it has to do with me. I tell you guys, you when you start to get drunk, you'll start to serve others. You'll go into the wilderness, you'll be a wilderness missionary, and you'll be yelling at them like Joshua and Caleb, saying, you got, you got to get in here. You should see the wine. The wine is tremendous. It's Jurassic, you're going to be drunk, you're going to be blessed, milk and honey, every meal. Breakfast, lunch and dinner, milk, honey, fresh hot bread, hallelujah. No more living off of scraps in the wilderness where everyone's jealous of each other. Oh, how many financial partners does your ministry have? Everyone biting at each other's necks, there's never enough in the wilderness. Everyone is at strife against each other, everyone's comparing each other to each other, The wilderness is hell. It is hell. You're not supposed to stay in hell after you're born again. Jesus was in hell 40 days, tested in the wilderness by Satan, led of the Holy Spirit, 40 days. No Christian should be in it longer than 40 days. But we've turned it into we've built churches in the wilderness. In fact, you're not gonna find a church not in the wilderness. (laughs) Because there's no churches in the promised land. It's just an open Eden paradise. That's true. Hallelujah. Yep, because man's control is what keeps you in the wilderness. The Father's control is what keeps you in ecstasy, the promised land. The faith of God is so strong that the Father's word is so fruitful in the promised land that you have favor with everyone around you in the promised land. In the wilderness, people are so carnal because there's no oil and there's no wine and there's no bread and there's just scraps that there's no favor with anybody in the wilderness. You you might clan together to team up to beat people up because your tribe's better than their tribe, because my false prophet's stronger than your false prophet, and we're all a bunch of idiots in the wilderness getting bit by snakes every day full of poison. And that's exactly how it is. Oh, it's nasty. You cannot overemphasize how bad the wilderness actually is. And that Satan has deceived Christians to live in the wilderness. You could honestly say 99% of Christians after they're born again stay in the wilderness the rest of their lives. And almost all ministries in the world are ministries to the wilderness called band-aids. They build shelters in the wilderness. Oh, look, go over to that wilderness ministry and they'll externally deal with that external problem. But no one ever actually goes into the promised land to deal with the d- deepest roots of David in the bowels of compassion so that you don't have any more problems ever again. There's no permanent fixture in the wilderness, it's all band aids, it's all a waste. And it's a trillion dollar Christian ministry, it's a trillion dollar Christian industry. Wilderness Christianity is 99.9999% of all Christianity as you know it on planet Earth right now. You'd be lucky to find 10 people on planet Earth that are bringing the promised land of what I'm bringing today. You'd be lucky to find 10 on Earth right now. That's how new it is. What's really going to bring it to mainstream is when you get 10, 20, 30, 40 people actually believing this truth that we've been walking in for over a decade, and then actually manifesting it through their own hearts and minds, and then it goes in domino effect. Because you're created to live in the promised land, and the promised land is the throne of God and the Lamb rising inside your spirit and resting in your brain. So that your brain has a river of life going out of it in all directions. You know how you get favor with everybody? You have the throne of the Father, the throne of the Lamb. By constantly yielding your soul to Christ in you, He rises within you. The whole new covenant is God on the inside rising in you, sacrificing more of self for more of Him. I must decrease, He must increase. And His throne rises and it settles where? In your mind. And the name of the Father and the name of the Son and the name of the New Jerusalem will be written on their foreheads. Revelation says it three times. Amen. That's for, for people who constantly bring the animal sacrifice of their souls to the river to be washed in crystal clear living waters that sparkle. The sparkling is what regenerates your brains to the river's ability. So you're not in the dry place ability. What's the ability of the dry place? The flesh, the serpent nature. In the wilderness, we're living by the ability of the serpent. It's true. That's what Jesus had to overcome in the wilderness, 40 days tempted by the serpent Satan. The temptations of Jesus were to see, are you going to be a little bit carnal? Are you going to participate a little bit with my tree? Are you going to be a little bit serpent-like? And Jesus was like, nope, 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 we're done. Moving on. Perfect, Holy Spirit-only ministry for three and a half years. And he did it. He's the Messiah. That's what makes God, God. Just perfect. That he has no mixture with the serpent in the garden. He has no mixture with the flesh or the carnal brain. Amen. And he died at the place of the skull so that everyone could participate in his perfect ministry all the time and come out of the wilderness of the ability of the brain and the flesh, which is nothing less than satanic warlock sorcery. (laughs) So most people go to church and actually get filled with sorcery. Most. Most. Oh, you have no idea how sick it is. One out of five pastors in the USA are members of secret societies. That includes the charismatic church. One out of five ministers are members of secret societies. Literal, literally, Luciferians. And I'm not talking like the light bringer. I'm talking about the primal evil, the serpent in the garden, Satan. They're religious. That's why it's so religious. That's why Christianity is so religious. It's been run by the serpent. And so we're trying to take it back, you know? We are. And the promised land and the river will take it back. We're taking back every interpretation of the scripture to the river's interpretation of the scripture. There won't be anything dry and boring about Christianity after the sons of God are done. Everything in it will be fun. No one will want to do drugs. No one will want to do sin. Why would you? It's a lesser pleasure. That's how I've overcome all the temptations of extreme rebellion. I was a drug addict. I, was, I did everything wrong 20 years ago. Court ordered to Teen Challenge for drugs and alcohol and violence. And God got all of the lesser pleasures out of me by learning how to eat the dessert of Christ in my own spirit so that my soul knows through experience those are actually lesser pleasures. Satan doesn't got anything. The serpent doesn't have anything. <laughs> Men, all the girls in the world will never satisfy you. Girls, you can never find a perfect husband except Jesus, but you'll find him in some men. (laughs) All the pleasures and everything that everyone looks for for satisfaction in the natural realm is a lie. You're only going to find it in Christ. And when you're satisfied in Christ, you can be a blessing to everyone around you. But if you have longings in your heart, you know, hope deferred making the heart sick, you got all these desires in your heart, and I just can't find any satisfaction, I can't have enough fun. Well, that's because you're carnal. You have to sacrifice your carnal nature because when you're in the spirit, you're satisfied. When you're in the flesh, you'll never have enough. That's exactly what the Bible teaches. The eyes are never satisfied. The flesh and the stomach are never satisfied. That's what the Bible says. But the spirit is satisfied and the soul is satisfied when it's controlled by the spirit. Romans 8, it's at peace with God. Peace means satisfied a deep soul peace when you're controlled by the river called the Holy Spirit. And we get there by feasting in the word and drinking the river by worshiping God by obeying the scriptures, by doing the word, by loving our neighbor as ourselves, by the teaching of the apostles. That's actually what the Bible says that the church stayed in revival in the book of Acts because of one thing the teaching of the apostles. Amen. Oh, the apostles. Yeah, it is special. Because they're the ministry of the glory of God. Without the apostolic, there's no ministry of the glory on planet Earth. Zero. So you're stuck in religion. So that's why they're the head of the government. Amen. We need the glory a lot more than we realize. And we need to go deeper in the glory. We need to get more saved. How do you get more saved? Oh, I thought it was just One time only saved. That's not what the Bible teaches. Salvation is in degrees. Going from one degree of glory to a greater degree of glory. 2 Corinthians 3.18, Amplified Classic. Degrees. It's the unraveling of your spirit through your brain. And getting your brain renewed to Christ in your spirit. After you're born again, you're like pin needle saved. Which means if you were to die today, you'd go to heaven. But now, after you're born again, you do something the Bible calls storing up rewards in heaven. And we think heaven's out there in outer space. That's not where heaven is. Men of Galilee, why do you stand up there looking into outer space? Look into your belly. Receive the Spirit into your belly. The Spirit is heaven. The Spirit is the third heaven. The Spirit gives us grace. The Spirit illuminates the Word to us. The Spirit transfigures our brain. Jesus said it's It's exceedingly better that I go to the Father and send you the Holy Spirit, the Paraclete, the one called alongside to help. He said it was exceedingly better for you that he went to God, that you don't have Jesus here. And everyone's like, yeah, we need Jesus. You need the Spirit. Jesus said it's way better you have the Spirit because He'll work inside you. Amen? He'll work all throughout your inner man, all throughout your heart, all throughout your secret place, all throughout your soul. He'll heal your brains. You'll feel your brains tingling all the time because the river of life is crystal clear and sparkling. So it's going to be sparkling in your brains. How many of y'all want your hearts sparkling? Have your hearts so clean that all you feel is the living waters, the glory of God. If you feel anything else, it's because you get sin in you all the time. And it's usually religious sin. It's usually pride. Pride is the main sin that everyone deals with, especially Christians. Because the religious demons only tempt you with the pride of knowledge. And so you know stuff about God from reading the Bible, but you haven't experienced it in your own spirit, so you're a Pharisee. You got it all up in your brain, but you got none of it in your spirit, and none of it's experiential, none of of it's revelatory, none of it's active, there's no springs in it, there's no power, the third heaven's unknown to you, but you've read the Bible a thousand times. And it does you no good. Unless it's in your spirit, it does you no good. God is spirit. Those who worship God have to worship in their spirit. Your spirit's in your belly. So you lay hands on your belly and you put the word in. You realize, I need my spirit fed in order to overcome my carnal mind. That's how you transfigure your mind. By the renewing of your mind. By the washing of the word. By putting the word in your spirit and getting word washed. Amen. Your spirit Transfigures your mind by putting the word in your spirit. You can put every word I say to you at Joel's bar in your spirit and get your mind washed. Listen, they didn't even have Bibles until the 16th century. So then, how did anyone get their mind renewed by the teaching of the prophets and apostles, by the ministry of the fivefold ministry? Amen. They'd have to they'd have scrolls if they were lucky, but no one had a Bible. Hello. Well, then, how did anyone get their mind renewed? They were around spiritual men. And these spiritual men spoke spiritual words that went into human spirits and energized their spirit and shot fire up into their brain and renewed their brain so that everyone could walk in the presence of God. Only for 25% of Christianity did Christians ever have Bibles, and really only for the last 100 years. Commoners didn't have Bibles really until the 20th century, the beginning of the 20th century. Only the rich had them. So you only have about 100 years out of 2000 years that Christians actually even had Bibles. So then how did anyone have power? How did anyone have anything? The Spirit. The Spirit gives life. The Spirit administers the grace of the New Covenant. And all you got to do is fall in love with the Spirit of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is equal to Jesus and the Holy Spirit is equal to the Father. The Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One God, Yahweh. Amen. Sound doctrine, bro. But now let's experience it. Let it burn within you. Let let your whole brain taste it and drink it. And then go wild on it. Don't let anyone calm down your feasting. You get around people that are demonized and they'll want you to stop feasting. Because you're hurting their demons. You're hurting their sin. Your feasting is causing your spirit to burn brighter and confront sin and wickedness in everyone's hearts around you in a radius of divine Shekinah radiance. Amen. He makes his ministers flames of fire. Anyone that feasts is a flame of fire. And it's burning through everyone's hearts around them. You can feast until the morning star burns inside you like the third heaven solar system and consumes all nations' hearts. Where no one on earth will practice wickedness after we're done. That's where we're going. As a man-child company, that's what we're enforcing. That all flesh be consumed with unquenchable fire of His love. When the resting tongues of fire came on their heads in Acts chapter 2, they were like drunk men. And they had to explain, it's only 9 in the morning. We're not drunk on alcohol. This is the Holy Spirit. So the fire of God, the, the love of God, that's the fire of God, the tongues of fire and the speaking in tongues is to intoxicate you with love. Do you get drunk when you speak in tongues? You need to. If you don't, you got a demon in you. Amen. Because the Bible says when they spoke in tongues, they were like drunk men. Acts chapter 2 says they were drunk. We're drunk on the new wine. We're drunk on the Holy Ghost. Jeremiah 23 9. I'm like a drunken man because of the Lord and because of his holy words. And just let it just burn up every other tongue working in your heart and brain. The reason why people don't feel the presence so strongly is because they got all kinds of other tongues working in their spirit. And those tongues are called word curses and witchcraft prayers. Demons. Curses that have been kindled upon your own soul. And we all deal with it every day because you got 8 billion people down here most of them in the wilderness that are just dog eat dog cursing everyone that if they can't get their way with them. So you deal with word curses continuously. That's why you got to put the full armor of God on. Amen. You have to put on the fire of God to burn up they're lying tongues. They're manipulative tongues. They're religious tongues. Religious tongues are the worst. Because you can tell a lust tongue. You, you know an adulterous tongue. But a religious tongue deceives most Christians to this moment. A charismatic Pharisee tongue, an angel of light that deceives tongue, still deceives the majority of the prophetic church. I'm not talking about evangelical free. I'm talking about those that prophesy. I'm talking the highest level Christians on planet earth, the majority of them, most of the time, still get deceived by angels of light. Hallelujah. So how do, you, how do you not get deceived anymore? You need to get your brain underwater in the river. You can literally pull your brain into the river of life and be controlled by the throne of God and the Lamb in the river. And the throne of God and the Lamb in the river will rise in you To have the name of the Father and the name of the Son and the name of the New Jerusalem written on your head. That means that your soul is only experiencing what the Father's soul is experiencing. The glory of the third heaven constantly on earth as it is in heaven. That's promised land. And it happens by constant intimacy and repentance of externalism to bring our souls deeper and closer to Christ in us. And just like it says in 2 Peter 1.19, then the morning star rises in our heart by the living word, the prophetic word, and our spirit is made firmer still, which means our mind recognizes our spirit more than it does our flesh. That's what it means to be not deceived, is when your mind recognizes your spirit life, way more, 100%, and your flesh is 0%, since it counts for nothing. That's, your flesh is just your connection to the terrestrial plane in order to terraform the face of the earth, in order to turn this planetary system into the third heaven as ambassadors of Christ, which is our job. And to train up armies of men and women that understand the new covenant and have all the revelations of Jesus Christ written on their spirit and are manifesting the river through everyone's brains around them. Amen. So that their brains are crystal clear with living waters and sparkling. You're not going to have any haters when their brains are sparkling. You're going to have only lovers. Everyone you talk to is going to be sweet all day long. That's where we're going as a society. You might not see it yet. I can see it. That's where we're going. An ever-increasing glory. A days of Noah floods of glory that washes all flesh constantly so everyone's spirit life rejoices in the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ in perfect paradise restored to on earth as it is in heaven in the name of Jesus Christ. We could really use your support in this ministry. I just got some major car issues and it's costing me $3,100 for car issues and uh, we're just getting tremendously attacked and all kinds of stuff and we can really use your support. Our partners get attacked big time and people come and go so it's very inconsistent. This is the only means of income we have as a family for Penny and I and we're priests, and we're full-time ministry, and I need all day in prayer and in the Word in order to release this high quality of ministry every day. thousand broadcasts in the last three years, and the the body needs this message more than anything else. So it's very important that I'm set aside for the Word and for prayer into ministering this Word so we could use your donations. It's right that the priests receive the donations for the works of the priesthood. Donate at RedLeadMind.com, and be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.